Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This morning, back on edge, four new COVID cases in Victoria, the race to find Melbourne's missing link. Vaccine milestone, 16-year-olds can now get the Pfizer jab in South Australia if they meet one condition. And travel boost, Jetstar's big push on trains to get more people back on planes. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Melbourne has been thrust into another COVID scare with four new community cases and thousands across the city being told to get tested and isolate immediately. Contact tracers are investigating the outbreak after a man who'd been experiencing symptoms for three days returned a positive result yesterday. A household contact of that man has also tested positive. A second household from the same family is also involved with a woman and a child contracting the virus. We're working on a hypothesis that there's local transmission um, and, and especially focused in the city of Whittlesea, but uh, everyone across Victoria really needs to be mindful of uh, symptoms. There are 10 updated exposure sites on the Victoria Health website. A new digital coronavirus vaccine pass is being pitched as a way to open our international borders. Live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken. Good morning, Taylor. The proposal from the federal government would allow fully vaccinated people to travel freely. Jody, good morning. Yes, the federal government looking at ways to safely reopen the international border by mid-next year. Ted, the Department of Home and Affairs are telling at Senate estimates hearing yesterday a digital passenger declaration is likely to replace the incoming passenger card and would include information about the person's health, travel history and vaccination history, which would be shared with state and territory health authorities. The head of the department, Mike Paluzzo, saying that while current border restrictions are working well, they won't be sufficient once large-scale travel resumes. At the appropriate time, subject to public health advice, this could support Australians' ability to travel without the need for 14 days quarantine on return. Meanwhile, Australia's Chief Medical Officer Paul Kelly says the government needs to find ways to encourage more people to get the jab. Some public health and advertising officials have suggested lottery tickets, discount schemes and even cash bonuses to get the jabs, similar to those in place overseas. Professor Kelly saying that all options are potentially on the table. Jody. OK, Taylor, thank you. South Australia has become the first state to allow people as young as 16 to get the Pfizer jab. From 
today, anyone 16 years and over and living in a regional area will be eligible for the vaccine. Bookings can be made at 35 regional clinics. It's part of a major escalation of the rollout there with an Adelaide super hub on track to hit a new vaccination record this week. Queensland has announced plans to open community vaccine hubs across the state, specifically for the Pfizer shot. Within months, anyone over the age of 40 will be able to walk into one of the clinics for the jab. It's in a bid to ramp up the rollout across the state, with less than 600 people immunised in the past 24 hours. Jetstar is giving out hundreds of dollars in flight vouchers at Australia's busiest train stations today. It's part of their 17th birthday celebrations across the country. Commuters can head to Sydney Central Station or Flinders Street Station in Melbourne, scanning QR codes on screens to redeem flight vouchers of up to $500. A first-of-its-kind trial of cashless gaming has been announced in a bid to stamp out money laundering. The three-month trial will get underway in New South Wales at West's Newcastle in September. The results will be independently reviewed by researchers and the state's Liquor and Gaming Authority. It is linked to identity. It's linked to a bank account and it has the harm minimisation provisions baked in. Both Crown and Star Casinos have confirmed they'll be moving to cashless gaming in the near future. New South Wales opposition leader Jody McKay's grip on power could be loosening following a disastrous loss for Labor in the Upper Hunter by-election. It's understood pressure is mounting for the embattled leader to step down after traditional Labor votes went to independence and One Nation. Some federal MPs have also threatened to quit the party if its direction doesn't change. Police in Adelaide are looking for a man accused of punching a teenage umpire during a girls' Aussie rules match. A fight erupted on the field between the players before spilling over to the parents on the sidelines. A 14-year-old male umpire was allegedly hit several times in the face. The game was part of an anti-violence round. A Brisbane judge has found former Olympic kayaker Nathan Bagley and his brother knew they were trying to smuggle cocaine into the country in 2018. The brothers were caught attempting to bring $200 million worth of the drug into Australia. They'll be sentenced later this week and are facing a maximum of life in prison. He changed the face of shopping in Australia and today the final resting place of retail giant David Jones has been rededicated at Rookwood Cemetery. His memorial has been restored to how it originally looked in 1873 before falling into disrepair. Today has also marked 183 years since the first David Jones store opened on George and Barrack Streets opposite the GPO. Australian teenagers are getting an F on their exercise report card, with alarming new research showing five in every six are not meeting the national standard for daily activity. Experts say the worrying trend could lead to a range of serious problems later in life. Aussie teens are dropping the ball when it comes to exercise. New research revealing only one in six aged 12 to 17 is moving for the recommended 60 minutes every day. In our school we only do like sport once a week. While 75% said their parents and school encouraged them to exercise, 52% claimed there was a lack of sport available at school and 48% said they lived too far away to walk or ride. 
A lack of exercise not only leading to unhealthy weight gain but also 13 types of cancer. Increased risk of bowel cancer and breast cancer and endometrial cancer later in life. A warning that's worsened during the pandemic. We're really struggling to get uh, kids back to, to playing sport. University of Sydney research also revealing a dramatic decrease in active adolescents. Critically, we also saw an increase in screen time. What we've got to try and do is make it really encouraging to get them back to playing sport again. The 60 minutes of exercise doesn't have to be done in one go and you don't need to be breaking a sweat for it to count. Going for a walk around the block, cleaning the house, even washing the car are all activities that count towards the daily quota. It's about moving every day, finding the small little op opportunities throughout the day to move. Amber Laidler, 7 News. A hamburger is a pretty basic meal, but as true fans know, there can be vast differences in content and quality. Now a nationwide search is underway for Australia's very best burger, with cost and calories no object. The humble burger, a potential heart stopper, oozing classic charisma and cholesterol. Everyone kind of loves them, you know, so... And when you subtract a couple of elements... We've got our milk bun, uh, BLB patty, double American cheese. It's just salad, really. You kind of get all your, uh, you know, your food pyramids in there. So you got your veggies, your meat, your dairy. Competition sponsored by the app Lit, heating up as judges search for the nation's best in the burger of origin. It has become a much more boutique in Australia and over the last five to ten years it's really evolved. Now there's the peanut butter jelly burger for the sweet tooth. Burgers with a highbrow twist, each with their own personality, made with might and technique. A little meatball and you smash it into the grill using a really big metal object. But don't ask what's in the sauce. Oh, I could tell you, but I have to hire you, so <laughs> can't tell you that. We're looking for flavour, the creativity. Eatability also on the marking criteria, and after a two-week search, someone will be crowned the burger king or queen. The verdict? Yum. That's so yum. Stuck in your moustache, yum. Serena Andaloro, 7 News. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is trading higher. The Nasdaq also up more than 200 points. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed 47 points higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng ended in the red. The All Lords finished up 11 points and the ASX 200 also closed up. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,883 US dollars an ounce, oil 66 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 77.5 US cents, 84 Japanese yen, 
and $1.07 New Zealand. The Royal Flying Doctor Service has completed its first remote COVID vaccination run in Australia. The crew administered 36 Pfizer vaccines to residents in the West Australian town of Eucla and another 10 to people in the mining community of Raulina. Eucla is 500 kilometres from the nearest hospital. This special mission will be the model for the vaccine rollout to remote communities. India has passed another grim milestone with the country's coronavirus death toll surpassing 300,000. India recorded almost 4,500 COVID deaths in the past 24 hours. The country has recorded 50,000 deaths in just under two weeks. Health experts believe the actual number of fatalities could be several times higher, with many not being reported as COVID-19 deaths. Myanmar's deposed leader Aung San Suu Kyi has made her first in-person court appearance since her government was overthrown in a military coup. Ms Suu Kyi appeared to be in good health during a 30-minute meeting with her legal team. Her previous court appearances have been via video link. The ousted leader is facing a range of charges, some of which are punishable by 14 years in prison. Prince William has been joined by wife Kate on his visit to Scotland. The couple, who are officially known as the Earl and Countess of Strathern in Scotland, began their first day of joint engagements with a visit to a social care charity. The pair will take a trip down memory lane later this week when they visit St Andrews University, where they first met 20 years ago. US President Joe Biden has added his voice to that of outraged world leaders who've condemned Belarus for illegally forcing a passenger plane to land. Let's go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. The elaborate ruse could lead to further sanctions. Good morning, Jody. Yes, a lot of anger and shock, frankly, among European states. And now the United States has added its voice to that shock and anger. This over the diversion of a Ryanair flight at the weekend over Belarus. Belarus scrambling a MiG-29 jet fighter to escort it into Minsk and telling the pilots aboard the plane that there was a bomb threat. Now, no bomb was found, but among the 126 passengers at key opposition figure from Belarus, uh, Roman Pratasevich, was arrested and taken into custody. He'd already expressed to passengers that a death penalty awaited him if he was taken to Minsk, so clearly did not want to go there. Now various states and the airline involved are calling this uh, essentially a case of state hijacking and the White House adding its voice to the outrage. This was a shocking act, diverting a flight between two EU member states for the apparent purpose of arresting a journalist. Uh, it constitutes a brazen affront to international peace and security by the regime. We demand an immediate, international, transparent and credi credi credible investigation of this incident. Alexander Lukashenko, the president of Belarus, was re-elected only last August and Raman Pratovich was a key opposition figure in, uh, in fighting his re-election back then. So the world now watching with a great deal of interest as to how this will finish up. Jody. OK, Tim Lester, thank you. It's the world-class exhibition nobody expected, not even the curators at Brisbane's Gallery of Modern Art, but some of the most priceless paintings from New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art will soon be on display in the Sunshine State. 500 years, 65 paintings, and one generous offer from one of the world's finest museums. We hope that this remarkable, once-in-a-lifetime presentation in Brisbane 
will give visitors enormous pleasure. New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art, the Met, is undergoing a four-year renovation to the roof and skylight above its European painting galleries. Rather than hiding them all out of sight, they contacted Brisbane's Gallery of Modern Art and the European Masterpieces exhibition was born. This is one of the great masterpieces of the Metropolitan and we're very pleased to share it with you. Fortune Teller by George de la Tour, also Caravaggio, Rembrandt, Degas, Van Gogh and Monet. This painting depicts one of Monet's most iconic subjects, the water lily pond in the extensive gardens that he cultivated at Giverny outside of Paris. Dutch master Johan Vermeer painted Allegory of the Catholic Faith, ripe with symbolism at a time worship was restricted to homes. He gives us a sense that we have the glimpse of something secret, something clandestine. But there'll be no secrets in three weeks when European Masterpieces opens at Goma. The exhibition will run for four months. Rembrandt's Flora, the Roman goddess of spring, taking centre stage in our winter. There's almost an invitation to the viewer to reach out and touch this canvas. We wouldn't recommend it. Michael Coombs, 7 News. A quick check of sport now. The Western Bulldogs have suffered another blow with top dog Adam Trelaw set to go under the knife. He's facing up to eight weeks on the sidelines. Meantime, the Gold Coast Suns have confirmed they will contest Nick Holman's two-match ban for a tackle that knocked out Geelong star Mitch Duncan. The NRL are now going to look at concussions to defending players in the latest crackdown. Head of football Graham Annesley plans to analyse concussion data from the 2021 season. It's in a bid to find a way to decrease the number of head knocks to defending players. Around 70% of these incidents uh, are uh, caused to the defending player. It means the recent crackdown has only been focused on 30% of all potential concussions. Melbourne United has ended any hopes the Brisbane Bullets had of making the playoffs. United took the lead early in the second quarter and never looked like giving it back. Chris Golding and Joe Luala Quill looked in control all game long. Golding finished with a game-high 22 to secure Melbourne's 25th win of the season. United faced the Sydney Kings on Saturday. Stage 16 of the Giro d'Italia has been cut short due to atrocious weather conditions overnight. Overall leader Colombian Egan Bernal has won the shortened stage. Bernal now has a lead of 2 minutes and 24 seconds over second-placed Caruso in the general classification. The best place Aussie is Nick Schultz in 18th. Former F1 boss Max Mosley has passed away overnight. Mosley, a racing driver in his early career, went on to set up the March F1 team. Later, he ran motorsports world governing body, the FIA, stepping down in 2009 after the News of the World wrongly published that he took part in Nazi-style sex parties. Max Mosley was 81. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a front and troughs will bring rain, strong gusty winds and the odd storm to South Australia, Victoria and Tasmania. Onshore winds will drive coastal showers over southern WA and eastern Queensland. Around the capitals today, partly cloudy in Brisbane, heading for a top of 23 degrees. Possible morning fog in Sydney, then sunny. Morning fog, then a late shower or two in Canberra. Rain developing, windy in Melbourne. Late rain at times in Hobart, heading for 20 degrees. Early rain, then showers in Adelaide, 17 the top. Partly cloudy in Perth, heading for 19. And mostly sunny and 33 degrees in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Tuesday, the 25th of May.